And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Excellent Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. Tonight we're going into part two of the volume four of the Law of Faith. I know that's a lot to say, but we have learned so much already in this series. Now what do we say every single week? What have we been learning? That a law, when it's put into motion, works every single time. Now you may have heard that faith is a gamble. It's a rolling of the dice. Sometimes it'll happen, sometimes it will not. Not so. As we're learning in this series that when you put a law into motion, the law of gravity, all these different laws, it has to work. It's not an if, it has to work. So this part, in this, in this part of the series, we have been learning about how the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. And as you listen to this program today, you're going to hear a powerful testimony of a great man of God in the past that used this, had scientific evidence, there was no dispute about it, you could see the results of it, and this is the statement that he made when they asked him, how did you do these things? He said simply, the law of the Spirit of Christ the law of the Spirit in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And I'm telling you right now that this law will work in your life. So let's get into this message. It is really going to bless you and encourage you. And I will see you at the end of the program. There is no way, if we have the law of the Spirit of life in motion in our life, there is no way that we should be receiving the same results of those who do not know God. Amen. Because we have divine life flowing through us. Nor should we, watch this, nor if we have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us, we should not have the law of sin and death governing our lives. But yet many times that is the case, and this is why, because we are not living by faith. Now notice what this says right here. <clears throat> Let me go back to this definition. The Lord infuses eternal life, Zoe life, into us each time we receive and obey by faith. Alright, so watch this. Can I present to you this morning that the law of the spirit of life is the law of faith. The law of faith is the law of the spirit of life. Because I just read it to you that this quickening that takes place 
happens when we obey and respond by faith. So when the law of faith is put into motion, that Zoe life begins to infuse and fill our entire being. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying today? So I'm telling you today that the law of the that the law of faith is the law of the spirit of life and vice versa. And when you put these into motion, when you put this law into motion, divine life will begin to flow in every area of your life. That means financially. That means in your witnessing to people. I mean in every area. Now, how many knows that we are dealing with a pandemic? Right? We got to deal with that today, don't we? Today, I have a testimony from a great evangelist by the name of John G. Lake. I don't know if any of you have heard of him. On your own time, go and do some research. Many people were healed and miracles and signs and wonders took place in his ministry. But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to give you facts. Scientific facts. Because today that seems to be everybody's standpoint. What does the science say? Now let me say this first and foremost. Science should do one thing and that is prove that God exists. That's what it should prove. Now, is God limited? So God made science, right? But is God limited to science? No. Same thing with gravity. God made gravity. But there was a time when Jesus walked on the water. Come on. He broke that law. So just because science is in place does not mean that that is the final order nor the final say-so. God has the power to override that. So I need to get that out there. Okay. So the testimony that I'm about to read to you, that this was his words, this took place during the bubonic plague. How many has ever heard of that? Far, far deadlier than the coronavirus. Not even close. If I was to read some of the symptoms to you, you'd probably start shaking. I'm talking your whole body turning black, limbs dying as you're still alive, blood coming out everywhere, heavy breathing, organs shutting down, this type of deal. And the mortality rate... Now, we know that scientifically they say that the coronavirus, you have a 98.6, something like that, of surviving the coronavirus. If you, watch this, the mortality rate for the bubonic plague was 90%. It wiped out, when, how many ever heard of Black Death? That's when it swept through Europe. It took out 60% of Europe's population. So how many would agree with me that this was, a, this was real right here? This was a real... You don't want to mess with it. Okay. What I'm about to read to you is a testimony that was proven by science. A testimony by the, name, or by the evangelist by the name of John G. Lake who went down to an epicenter of the bubonic plague to witness to people, to share the message of Christ. He went down into Africa... And he goes, 
and he witnesses, and he's burying dead bodies. He's helping them bury dead bodies. And we're, I'm going to read you the testimony. All right, it says, Now watch the action of the law of life, which is what we've just been dealing with. He says, Faith belongs to the law of life. The law of faith and the law of life is the one and the same, right? Faith is the very opposite of fear. Faith has the opposite effect in the spirit, soul, and body. Faith causes the spirit of man to become confident. It causes the mind of man to become restful and positive. A positive mind repels disease. Now this is him saying these things. Consequently, the uh, maniation of the spirit destroys disease germs. And because we are in contact with the spirit of life, which is what we've been talking about, I and a little Dutch fellow with me went out, by the name of Dave, no, excuse me, I went out and buried many of the people who had died from the bubonic plague. We went into the homes and carried them out. We dug the graves and put them in. Sometimes we would put three or four into one grave. We never took the disease. Now, if you know anything about this disease is it penetrated the skin. Oh, yeah. They were burying people left and right, and they were not catching or obtaining the disease. Why? Because This is what he said. Because of the knowledge of the law of life in Christ Jesus protects us. Is that not what I just taught you? Alright, this law was working. He said, because of the fact that a man by the action of his will puts himself purposely in contact with God, faith takes possession of his heart and the condition of his nature is changed. We are quickened, right? Alright, the Spirit of Christ Jesus flows through the whole being and emanates through the hands, the heart, and every pore of the body. During the plague that I mentioned, they sent government ships with supplies and corps of doctors. So a whole team of doctors were sent there. One of the doctors sent for me and said, What have you been using to protect yourself? You got a face mask? You got gloves? You got all this other stuff? Now this is what he said. Our corpse have this preventative uh, and that which we use as protection. But we comp- concluded that if a man could stay on the ground as you have and keep ministering to the sick and burying the dead, you must have a secret. So these doctors come there on the ground and see that he has no protection whatsoever other than God. He has no protection and they said, you have to have a secret. Because a man doing what you are doing, you should be dead by now. This is what he said. They said, what is it? He said, brother, that is the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What was John G's Lake's, uh, what was his secret to protect him from one of the deadliest plagues that's ever existed? The law of life. Put into motion. All right? He said, I believe 
that just as long as I keep my soul in contact with the living God so that His Spirit is flowing into my soul and body, that no germ will ever attach itself to me, for the Spirit of God will kill it. Woo, we don't talk like that anymore, do we? He asked, the doctor asked, don't you think that you had better use preventatives? In other words, don't you think you should put some protection on? John replied, no doctor, I think that you would like to experiment with me. If you will go over, with, go over to one of these dead bodies and take the foam that comes out of their lungs after death, then put it under a microscope, he said, you will see masses of living germs. You will find that they are alive until a reasonable time after a man is dead. You can feel my hand with them and I will keep it under the microscope. Instead of the germs remaining alive, they will die instantly. Somebody say, that's bold faith. So he says, you can take this disease, put it in my hand, put it under the microscope and you will watch it die. Because the law of the Spirit is working in my life. Mm. They, they tried it and found that it was true. I'm going to say it again. They tried it and found that it was true. They questioned, what is that? I replied, that is the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. When a man's spirit and a man's body are filled with the blessed presence of God, it oozes out the pores of your flesh and kills the germs. Suppose, on the other hand, my soul had been under the law of death. How many of you talked about that? And I were in fear and darkness. What's people in right now? They're afraid. They can call it faith all they want to. They're afraid. He says, suppose I was in fear and darkness. The very opposite would be the result. So in other words, John said, if I would have the law of sin and death working in my, in my life, and if I was to put that, that bubonic plague on my hand, he said, I'd be a dead man. You see the difference now. Alright. He says, the results would have been that my body would have absorbed the germs... These would have generated the disease and I would have died. This is his last statement. If you are sick, put yourself in contact with God's law of life. Read His Word with the view of enlightening your heart so that you will be able to look up with more confidence and believe Him. Pray that the Spirit of God will come into your soul and take possession of your body and its power will make you well. This is the exercise of the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Wow. This was a documented fact that one, during one of the most dangerous plagues that has ever existed, a man of God is untouchable. Not because of who he is. has nothing to do with him. He made it clear throughout his writing. He said, this is the law of the spirit of life at work in me. He said, but if I would have not been in faith, if I would have been in fear... And let me tell you something right now. If you don't think for one second they're not trying to shoot fear through you, you're living in a dream world. 
They're trying to make you as afraid as they possibly can. Why? Because so that the law of sin and death will work. I told you this before and I'll say it again. That Satan needs fear like God needs faith. God needs faith to work in your life. And watch this. Satan needs fear to work in your life. So the law of faith put into motion overcame all the deadly effects of sin. As soon as he put that on his hand, he should have been, there should have been a contamination. But that law of the Spirit canceled that out. Can somebody say glory to God on that? <clears throat> so here he is, the man of God, during one of the most terrible pandemics in the world, he's still going out witnessing to people about Jesus. My God. Still sharing the gospel. Still laying hands on the sick. That even the doctors say, there you have a secret. What is your secret? The law of the spirit of life. <laughs> Go to verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as has this law in motion in their life, they act and perform and operate as a son of God. Now what is the difference? Because I know a lot of times we like to sing, I'm a child of God. You start off as a child, but you ought to become a son. Or in other words, you should enter into sonship. Because how many knows a child cannot own anything? Come on. A child cannot lead anything. But you see, when you come into sonship, you can still be a son as long as you live. And then you come into what? Ownership. You come into authority. You come into dominion. And see, when this law, the spirit of life, is put into motion in your life, you enter into sonship. That's the, that place that I'm talking about is where, you, where God says, you make a decision and I'll back it. Come on, somebody. You, you command the, the sick to be healed and they'll be healed. You command the dead to raise and they will be raised. That's the place of sonship. So the law of faith and law of spirit causes you to operate at a higher level. A greater capacity. So what does that mean? That means, watch this, that means that you are come to the place where you're no longer needing healing, but you're living divine life. You're living in divine health. You no longer need deliverance, but you're living and walking in victory. You no longer need, watch this, a, a provision, but now you have prosperity. Now why is all this important? This is why. Because guess what? If I don't need healed, I can go out and focus on other people getting healed. Somebody say, hallelujah. If I'm blessed, then I can go out and be a blessing to other people. Come on. If I'm, if I'm past being delivered and I'm living victorious, I can go out and set as many people free as I possibly can. Do you see what I'm saying? That is sonship. You're no longer a child. A child needs somebody else to do something for them. Amen? But when you come into sonship, you're now walking in that divine life. One of the best examples, if you look at it, is Jesus. 
Right? He is the best example. Go to Acts 10.38. Listen to what this says about Jesus. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So in other words, you could say like this, the law of the Spirit of life was put into motion. He went about doing what? Come on, help me. He went about doing what? Good. What kind of good? See, God's good, and what we think is good is totally different. God's good is you going into the hospitals and laying hands on some sick people and pulling them out of those beds. That's considered good to God. Amen? God considers good when you look at somebody and say, Hey, how much debt you in? I'm in such and such debt. Let me write a check and cancel that out. That's good to God. So he says he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How many in here can answer this question for me? Did Jesus need healing? He didn't need healing, did he? Now, could he get sick? Yeah, he could get sick. Why? Because he had a fleshly body, right? But even one place, they said they'll look at him and say, Master, when were you ever sick? When were you in prison? When were you this or that? And he said, the least you've done to these, you've done unto me. Right? So here's what I'm trying to tell you. Because Jesus was living in divine life, he spent his time not needing healing. My God, is your faith stirred right now? I guarantee you that it is. Because faith is by hearing. And as you've heard this powerful testimony, and as you've heard this message preached tonight, it is stirring your faith and making it come alive. Listen to me. Jesus did not just set you free from eternal damnation. He did far more than that. When the work that He did at the cross, every single bit of it, totally and completely set you free, not only in the life to come, but in this life also. I'm telling you that victory is yours now. It's not one day, somehow, some way in the future, everything's going to be all right. God wants you to take the authority and the power that He's given you and use it now. Now, as you heard this powerful testimony, this was during one of the greatest plagues that was hitting mankind, the bubonic plague, deadly disease. The survival rate was uh, nearly impossible, that if you got this disease, you were considered a dead man. But as we see that one man got the revelation of Romans 8.1, he said, wait a minute. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. So no disease can touch my body. Now I know when you say stuff like that, people get really offended. Well, who do you think you are? I am who God says that I am. And so are you. That He, as He put His hand under the microscope and they watched the disease die in His hands, there was nothing that they could say. They were simply amazed. How did you do this? And you know what happened? That gave him an opportunity to witness of what Jesus Christ did for you and I over 2,000 years ago. So, I want to pray for you right now. I want you to tap into this law that works how many times? Every time. 
that when you when you tap into this law right now, you're going to be healed. You're going to be set free. You're going to be delivered. I don't care what you're facing, what circumstances you're dealing with. This law is available to you right now because Jesus paid it all. We say that so many times and we say it so loosely, but do we really understand what that means? He paid it all. So let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you so much for the law, the spirit of life that has set us free. And we declare that we are free right now. Whatever sickness that somebody's dealing with, whatever situation or issue, or maybe a mountain of problems, Father, I thank you right now that you've already made a way of escape. You've already provided victory. So, Father, I pray right now that they tap into the work that is already done. That, Father, that they realize that you didn't just set them free from eternal damnation or a devil's hell, but you set them free now in this life. That they can walk through this life full of victory and full of power over all the works of the enemy. And Lord, I thank you in advance for healing testimonies, financial testimonies, marriage testimony. I mean, you name it. I just thank you right now that you are still doing about good things throughout all the earth. And we praise you for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Listen, I want to take this time right now to, to give you this opportunity. If you don't know this God that I preach about every single week, you are missing out. Listen, He is one call away. Lord, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of all of my sins. I want to know you. I want to have a fellowship with you. You say it can't be that simple. It is simply that easy. The Bible declares when we confess from our heart that Jesus Christ raised from the dead, that He is Lord, that He is Savior, when we call out to Him, the Bible says, you shall be saved. You don't have to go through a bunch of hurdles, jump a bunch of hurdles, go through a bunch of loops. You just simply have to call from your heart on the name of Jesus. So I want to give you this opportunity right now that if you don't know Him, call out to Him right now and say, Lord, I want to know You. I want You to become my best friend. And that's exactly what He will do. Faith Partners, thank you so much for your continued giving and support to this ministry. Even if it's not financial uh, seeds or, or blessings like that, but if it's just prayers of this ministry. Let me tell you something. That means the world to me. So again, thank you for your support in whatever way that you support this ministry. And if I want to give this opportunity that if you want to become a faith partner, our announcer is getting ready to come on the screen and he will tell you... Far, you know, every way that you can come in contact with this ministry. It's so easy to do. And we would love to have you a part of this, this agenda that God has placed on our hearts. So until then, keep walking by faith. We'll see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
believe the law. Yes, Lord, yes. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.